This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 616. Dangerous Ideas, College Extracurriculars Are Meaningless by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. And I'm Dan, I'm your personal narrator reading from some great blogs on entrepreneurship each and every day. And I'm gonna jump right into today's post now as we optimize your life. Dangerous Ideas, College Extracurriculars Are Meaningless by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. Microsoft doesn't care about clubs. In college, I spent a lot of time writing. I started as a humor columnist for the student newspaper and a staff writer for the Campus Humor magazine, the venerable Dartmouth Jack-O-Lantern, whose previous staff members include Dr. Seuss, who was Dartmouth class of 25. I eventually worked myself up to become editor-in-chief. My senior year, a few months after reaching the apex of my college humor writing career, I interviewed for a competitive project manager position at Microsoft. After surviving the resume screen and two rounds of interviews at Dartmouth, I was flown out to Redmond, where I went through six more rounds of interviewing. Guess how many times my impressive, time-consuming extracurricular activity was discussed? Zero times. I didn't mind because I didn't expect it to be mentioned. I had worked on the Jacko because, from an early age, I had an unhealthy obsession with the tradition of Ivy League humor magazines. I wrote for the Jacko because I loved it. It had no effect on my job hunting. A dangerous idea. This article proposes a dangerous idea. Outside of a few exceptions, college extracurriculars are of minor importance to your efforts to find a job after graduation. There is no benefit to be gained by suffering through an overwhelming load of activities at the college level. So here I'm going to briefly explain, to the best of my understanding, the role that activities play in the job hunting process. I'll then cover graduate and professional school admissions and conclude with a recommendation for how to better integrate extracurriculars into your college life. How to get hired. For many jobs, the hiring process proceeds as follows. One, your grades, where you went to school, and to a lesser extent, your major, are used to decide whether or not you're someone they might want to hire. Two, if you pass this screen, you'll be interviewed. If the job is in finance, consulting, or is at a famous tech firm like Microsoft or Google, there will be a formal series of interviews to test your ability to think on your feet. If it's a smaller firm, the interview will be more informal. The goal is to see if you can express yourself well, seem like a good person, understand their business, and in general are not a jerk. And three, a hiring decision is made. So what role do activities play in these? A minor one. As mentioned in my story, the mega firms just don't care. They'll rely on their own battery of brutal interrogations to test your mettle. For other companies, your activities at best add a little bit of personality color. It's nice, but not nearly as important as your grades, where you went to school, and your interview performance. For example, it helps to have done something outside of classes, as the absence of any activities will make you seem boring and antisocial. It might also give you a bit of a boost to have a leadership role in a club because this shows that you can manage people. Google, I've heard, likes people who did something quirky because they think this makes their workplace more innovative. But there are minor nudges, like having a good handshake or making good small talk at the beginning of an interview. The key point is that having a huge slate of demanding activities, unlike, for example, when applying to college, does not make this nudge stronger. Certainly, there are some exceptions. If you want to be a journalist, it matters that you work yourself up to an editorial position in your campus paper. This is tough. Similarly, if you're at Harvard and want to write for The Simpsons, put your focus on the lampoon but I'll assume if you're going for one of these types of jobs, you already know what you need to do. 
other factors that count. Other factors, of course, are also important to get hired. Many industries like to see relevant work experience. If you want to be a banker, for example, it's important that you try to intern in the field during your summer breaks. Similarly, if you want to work in development, intern at your college's development office. And to be honest, a large number of you will likely find your first job either through a personal connection or a previous internship with the company. Again, your activities just don't enter the equation. Graduate and professional schools. What about graduate school? As we've discussed before, all that matters for graduate school is that you did research. The professors who make the decisions don't care about non-research-related activities. I was at MIT for a year before my advisor figured out that I'd written a book. For medical school, you do need to prove that you know what medicine is really about and you are not just applying because your mom likes the idea of a doctor in the family. This means some sort of involvement in medicine-related fields, be it research, internships, or volunteering. Many applicants do this during their summers. For law school, it's all about having high enough grades and LSAT scores. The implications. Remember this mantra, college is not high school. There are no admissions officers in your future who are going to pour over your extracurricular activities and come up with a subjective score that will determine whether or not you get to move on to the next stage. What you do outside of your classes will play only a minor role in landing a job after graduation and doing lots of hard things will probably not add an appreciable advantage over doing one or two things you really liked. So here's my advice. One, join a small number of activities that interest you and that surround you with interesting people. Two, don't do a large number of activities. And three, if you ever feel stressed or overwhelmed by extracurricular obligations, cut back. There is no reason for activities to cause you hardship. Their main purpose is a source of happiness for you. This lesson is tough for some to swallow. The lingering impact of the college admissions process is hard to shake, but you must. It's okay not to feel overwhelmed. It's okay to actually have free time. It's okay to simplify and try a life that's a little more zen. Your future bosses simply don't care about that extra volunteer gig you're trying to squeeze into your schedule, so let it go. Make your extracurriculars, as tough as this may be, about you, not some vague plan for what you want to achieve down the road. You just listened to the post titled Dangerous Ideas, College Extracurriculars Are Meaningless by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com startup. So just go to indeed.com slash startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash startup. Terms and conditions apply. And thank you to Cal, who is a very popular writer with a book that's being talked about everywhere, it seems like. That's Deep Work, one of six self-improvement books that uh, he's written. Cal completed his undergraduate studies at Dartmouth College in 2004 and received a PhD from MIT in 2009 in computer science. 
He was then a postdoctoral associate in the MIT Computer Science Department, and in 2011, he joined Georgetown University as an assistant professor of computer science and was granted tenure in 2017. His work focuses on distributed algorithms in challenging network scenarios, so pretty smart guy. And again, he has multiple popular books that are worth checking out, plus uh, his blog, which is called Study Hacks. And last, you can check out his relatively new podcast called Deep Questions, and you can find it all at calnewport.com. Okay, that should do it for today. I hope you enjoyed the post from Cal, and thanks so much for being a subscriber. Have a great rest of your day, and uh, I'll see you back here tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits.